This is Sports Geek Central, and I'm your host, Philip Carvalho. Hey guys, I'm I'm sorry that, you know, I haven't posted in what I think the last up upload was uh, April. Um, I was slacking, you know, had tests, then I went to Brazil, school, but I take full responsibility. It was my fault. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'd like to start this again. I had an urge today to really get back into um, this podcasting uh, business. You know, I actually really loved it. Uh, I I honestly don't know why I stopped. I, I should have kept on going. But I really um, have some really cool topics to talk about today. Um, some really big um, news that happened this week with the Cavs basically changing their whole team, all their veterans really away, um, getting some uh, a new generation of players um, that hopefully LeBron would want to stay with, if he wants to stay with Cavs or go away, I don't know. Um, also talking about the upcoming UEFA Champions League knockout stage um, games, um, four games that are happening um, this week, um, most excited for. Uh, Man- Manchester City, that's my team. Uh, but I'd like to talk about the other teams too. Um, and lastly, um, there was some local news that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, fired their um, defensive lineman coach, uh, Joe Hayes. So I'd like to um, talk about that and maybe um, some draft options, uh, look at some um, mock drafts, the... Um, People down at um, NFL Network have on um, you know the Bucks. You know, um, I guess I don't know. I'm a Bucks fan, so maybe in other episodes I can look at when we're closer to the draft. Can look at um, other teams and what their draft needs are, and you know who they should draft. All right. So first topic of the day: the Cavs trade. Wow. When I I didn't even know about this. Uh, what was it? It was. It was Wednesday, I believe. I, th- I believe it was Wednesday that it happened, or Tuesday. I don't even know. I I had my friend, my my friend Christian. He told me about it. I was going to class. I was going um actually sorry. I was going to lunch. My friend Christian. I I saw him and he told me about the trade. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, I knew you know there was reports. You know the, the locker room was dysfunctional and, you know. Things were going on. Isaiah wasn't really fitting with the team. And and it was things about Kevin Love and everything. But I didn't think they were going to change. I mean, obviously, they, they they were losing, I think it was, what, 19 out of the last, like, 22, 20-something games. They, they, they were doing, they were struggling. I mean, they're in the East, you know. It's not a big thing. But <laughs> this was in the West. You had, you'd have a concern if the Cavs even wouldn't make the playoffs. But they're in the East, you know. They, that's all right. But they completely changed it up. And now, let's, so so let's go through the, um the the trade. So the biggest trade, Isaiah Thomas to the Lakers. Prime time Lakers. Could it be prime time again? I don't know. So it's Isaiah Channing Fry and their uh in um. Cavs own 2018 the first round pick for Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. So, obviously the big one, Isaiah Thomas. 
Um, I believe that that's got to be a really good... I think that's the Lakers got probably the best um, trade for him. I mean, you're going to get a guy that no doubt was one of the best point guards in the league. I don't care how um, much he was struggling this um, half. I mean, these, this half of the year, everybody knew last year in the Celtics, he was probably the best point guard this, that year. Um, but things just didn't work out in Cleveland. I think he gets a really good new start. And I think who really gets something good out of this trade is Lonzo Ball. Um, a guy who obviously is going to be their franchise player, but if he gets Isaiah, if he gets Isaiah Thomas to mentor him, to, um, kind of step up his game, Lonzo could go anywhere. He could, he, he could, he would change I would I would think it would change for the better if he had Isaiah. Isaiah could teach him, you know, different things, how to how to play, how to actually play, how to run the team. I think Lonzo's probably gonna lose a couple minutes, but I don't obviously they drafted him for a reason. But they may have a master plan. Or, you know, you never know. Maybe Lakers are getting all these picks so they can try to get they already said they were trying to get Magic already said with this team, they're trying to get better star players. You never know. Maybe LeBron. I don't know. Paul George. They've had interest. So I think this really works out for them. The Cavs getting Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. They obviously get younger, more athletic. Um, I think Jordan Clarkson is a pretty good player. Um, They could really uh, benefit from having them. Um, So the next trait is the Cavs are getting Rodney Hill and George Hill. Um... And the trade is Derrick Rose and Jay Crowder to the Jazz. To the Jazz, sorry. And um, that's the second team because it was a three-team trade. And then Joe Johnson, Iman Shumper, and 2022-2020 second-round pick goes to the Sacramento Kings. So a three-way trade. So a lot going on there. Um, some veteran guys um, coming a veteran guy coming to the Cavs, and two guys that really did not work out in 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 Cavaliers, um, a team, Derrick Rose and Jay Crowder to the Jazz, and then Joe Johnson, Iman Shumpert, and Don Twenty Don Twenty second round pick to Sacramento. George Hill, I think, is a great addition for the Cavs. A guy, a veteran guy that knows how to knows how to run at the point. Um, getting a Rodney Rodney Hood, uh, pretty good shooter from the Jazz. I think I don't. I, I, the Jazz, they got. I'm sorry, Derrick Rose. I mean, he didn't do much with the Cavs. I don't. I don't know. You know, I I feel so bad for the for the guy, a guy that could have been the next, could have next was was the next big thing, then started getting hurt. You know, Jay Crowder. I I like Jay Crowder, but he just did not fit. He he really fit in with Celtics. I think they, they I mean, they probably were hurt when they when they. Lost him because he was a good player. Um, Joe Johnson. Eh, I mean, Iman Shumpert going to Sacramento. Iman Shumpert was, you know, he was he was washed out. I don't think, I think the Cavs had just started, just moved on from him. Um, yeah. And then lastly, um, Dwayne Wade was traded um, to Miami for a protect second round pick. And uh, um, SB Nation that I'm reading from. Actually, calls us a favor. 
for Dwayne Wade. The Cavs did a favor for Dwayne Wade. And I see it, you know. Um, there was reports that there was... Um, he he kind of got... He really wanted to go back. Um, and I think it's a great reunion back. It's good for the fans. Um, he already did great. He did some... some Good things in his debut a couple days ago. I really think that um, that's a good thing. You know, I don't know if he's going to retire this year or he's going to try it next year. But that's a good thing for coming back to the city that made him who he is. Um, so, overall, I think the team that really um, got the best out of these trades was the Lakers. No doubt. I don't. I don't think so. I mean... Cheney Fry, not so much, but I think Isaiah Thomas. Just getting Isaiah Thomas, getting a a star, superstar, um, and getting a guy that can mentor Lonzo Ball. I think there's there's a no brainer. They got the better. They got the best of the trade. Well, but the Cavs did, you know, completely change their lineup. You know, let's say so. This is this is their um Cleveland. This is Cleveland's roster right now. So um, their guards. Are George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Jose Calderon. Uh, their wings are LeBron James, Rodney, uh, Rodney Hood, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, C.D. Osman, Jeff Green. And their bigs is uh, are uh, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance Jr., and N.T. Zizek. Um, it's all from SB Nation um, on the uh, Cavs um, detail. How the Cavaliers traded nearly half their team just before the trade deadline. I think this was it was it was coming. Everybody knew because they had to trade. They had to get. They had to change their team, or things are just going to keep going downhill. And I, but I don't know if people thought it was going to be this um, drastic. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the what the Cavs are, uh, are going to do. Um, I'm Isaiah already put up 22 points. Uh, yesterday in his debut, all they, although the Lakers did lose, he put up 22 points. Um, I just think that uh, Lonzo's going to benefit from Isaiah coming. So, yeah. All right, so the next topic. UEFA Champions League. Big soccer fan. Um, I hope some of my viewers are s- some soccer fans. If you're not, you know, I hope you're still interested because um, it's kind of like a... What's going on? UEFA Champions League. If you're not um, familiar with UEFA Champions League, it's basically like a. It's it, it's what it's called. It's the Champions League. It's the best of the best teams in soccer. The uh, the champions of their leagues, their um, the leagues that they're in, um, they basically come together. Um, we already had. Uh, it's a big. It's a big thing. Goes on from. I think it starts in September and it goes all the way on to the final in June. And it's a big thing that goes on during their season two. Um, it's basically the best of the best. Uh, it was group stage. Um, 32 teams it was. Now it's down to 16. Uh, knockout stage. So now it's um, win or go home. And um, there are four games on Tuesday. Four big games on Tuesday, some really good games, um, so the four, four games is, um, so there's 
two games on Tuesday, uh, two games on Wednesday, and then on my next episode, I'll talk about the other games that there are. Uh, but on Tuesday, there is Juventus from Italy against uh, Tottenham um, Hotspur from England on Tuesday, 2.45. Um, and Basel from Switzerland against Manchester City from England on, at 2.45 also. Uh, then on Wednesday, you have Porto, FC Porto from Portugal uh, against Liverpool from England, 2.45. And lastly, you have Real, the big one, Real Madrid from Spain against Paris Saint-Germain uh, from France, 2.45. Some very um, huge games. I really want to be able to watch all of them because... I'm really excited to see uh, what's going to go on with those games. Uh, first game, Juventus against Tottenham. Um, Tottenham, um, according to their coach, Pochettini, they're on a roll. Um, they're in great spirits um, coming into this Juventus, um, coming into this UEFA Champions League game. Um Juventus, on the other hand, um, they are also, um, I think they're 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 really um, ready for this game. Both teams. This is a team that has always been um, spectacular in the UEFA Champions League. Um, yeah, I really want to see. Um, I'd like to see their um, Tottenham's new signee, uh, Lucas Mora, who they got over uh, before the transfer um, in uh, January. I'd really like to see if they're going to use him. Uh, I'm really interested about uh, how much Harry Kane is going to be a factor in tom- uh, tomorrow in Tuesday's game. I mean, Harry, sco- Harry Kane scored a um, a big header against Arsenal this weekend. Um. So, my prediction is it's gonna be um two one. I'm gonna say two one Tottenham. I'm gonna say two one Tottenham. Uh, it's gonna be a very good game. Like I said, uh, it's in Juventus, so it's important. If Tottenham, if you guys don't know, assist. I mean, sorry, not assist. Away goals are worth um a lot. In these in this in this UEFA Champions League um, tournament, you get an away goal. Let's say um, Tottenham wins two one away, and then um, so they have they scored two goals. And let's say Juventus in the in um, in the game uh, in London, um, which will happen later on. On uh, March seventh, let's say Juventus wins one zero. Well, both so both teams scored two, right? But because Tottenham scored two away goals, and Juventus only scored one because they scored one away, one home, Tottenham would move on. So it's really important to get away goals. So I really think Tottenham can come come ahead and 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 win two one. I think the goals is going to be two from Harry Kane and 
probably I'd say one from Iguain. Gonzalo Iguain from um Juventus. So yeah. Um next game on Tuesday. Uh Basel and Manchester City. Um unfortunately Basel I don't know too much about. I only know that the only player I know is that Granny uh Granny Chaka from um Arsenal, he has a brother on the team. So I'm not too familiar because it is a it's not a top like five top league like top five leagues. Um it's from the team from Switzerland. They have been doing good obviously if they were able to get into um the knockout stage. Uh I just don't know too much about them. Now on the other hand, Manchester City. Um sorry guys, that's my team. I'm not gonna be biased. I'm gonna try not to be biased, at least. It's hard because I really love them and I'd say I mean you, you can't argue they're they have been one of the best teams in Europe this year. Um they have only lost once actually sorry, twice throughout the season. Um once against Liverpool to Liverpool fans. Congratulations. Uh they won four three. Uh was January I cannot believe I, I don't I don't know and I know it was three weeks ago, um they won four three almost came back almost came back, um, and then we lost the 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 last game of the group stage in this in the UEFA Champions League we lost to Shakhtar Donetsk from U- Ukraine very good team that was a you know we had already qualified but they they um they brought it there all and they beat us. I believe it was 2 1, 2 0. I am not sure. But I believe that Manchester City is going to dominate in this game. I say it's going to be. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 3 0. Um, they have been on a roll. Uh, not many teams have been able to stop Manchester City. Um, I mean, Aguero um, just, just came off um, scoring four goals against Leicester City. Game was five one. We completely dominated Leicester City. So I believe that it's gonna be um a goal from Aguero, a goal from Kevin De Bruyne, and a goal from Raheem Sterling. So three zero. Um the uh first game on Wednesday, FC Porto against Liverpool. I don't I think this is gonna be Liverpool all the way. Liverpool is another team that has been very strong. Uh, as of late, as of late, um, they have some really good team, uh, really good players, notably Mohamed Salah, um, the Egyptian striker. Oh, I I don't even know how to explain how good he is. He's probably gonna end up winning the um, um, top goal scorer for the English Premier League at the end of the season. He's just a beast, um. I really look forward to seeing him in the World Cup this summer. Um, I have some, uh, I have some friends from Egypt, so I'm really cheering for that team uh, that they can, they can move on because he's a really good player. Uh, they have a Virgil Van Dyke. I'd like to see what he's gonna do. Their new, their big signing, seventy five million um, pounds, um, signee from uh, from Southampton. Um, Adam Alana, 
Uh, Roberto Firmino, Brazilian. Um, I just I I think they're gonna dominate against Porto. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be two zero. A goal from Mohamed Salah. Actually, you know what? Two goals from Mohamed Salah. Uh, and the last game for Wednesday is the big one. The very, very huge game. Real Madrid against PSG. Um, Real Madrid, uh, I believe they won 4-0 this weekend. 5-0, 4-0 against Real Sociedad. And PSG, um, top of the league in the uh, Liga 1. Um, I honestly, I can't, I can't pick against, I mean, I can't pick between them. Both teams are strong, obviously, big Europe, uh, big money teams. PSG having um, Neymar and Kylian Mbappe, the big guy from last year's um, UEFA Champions League, young 18-year-old. If I had to pick between the two, you know, I can't pick between the two. I'm going to say 1-1. A goal by... Sadly, I really don't like him, but Cristiano Ronaldo. And a goal by, I'm going to say, Kylian Mbappe. He's going to show up again, uh, just like he did last year, where he brought his team, Monaco, another French team that he was on at 17 years old. He brought them all the way, with his team, all the way to the um, semifinals of this competition. Uh, Since then, he's on a loan, actually. And he'll just be probably bought by PSG. Um later on uh phenomenal kid but i think it's going to be 1-1 i think it, they're just two powerful teams um so yeah 1-1 i'm lo- really looking forward to seeing these games it's going to be four um huge games there are four other games but that's next week so i'd like to talk about um on saturday next saturday or, or sunday um about those games and my predictions for those games um yeah. Alright, and uh finally so there was local news um that um Bucks Buccaneer Tampa Bay Buccaneers um defensive lineman coach uh was um fired. Um he was fired um I believe I'm not sure what day it was. Was it today or was it yesterday or Friday? But it was uh, reported by PewterReport.com, um, saying that sorry I had said Joe Hayes actually Jay Hayes, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive lineman coach was fired, um, forty one days after we finished the two thousand seventeen regular season with a five and eleven record. Um, we struggled a lot last year. Yeah, I'm going to say we. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. We struggled a lot last year with um, sacking. Um, We had, I believe it was 22 22 sacks in the season. 22 sacks in the season. It was dead last in the league, according to Pewter Report. Dead last. We, We... could barely get to the quarterback. Twenty-two sacks. Um, 
11 of them coming from two players, Gerald McCoy, who was um, one of our only um, Pro Bowl selectors, the selections, um, him and Quan Alexander. Um, him with the, McCoy with six, and then... Um, And then, uh, you know, we had we had other guys that couldn't really get to him. We had Robert Ayers couldn't get to quarterbacks. Well, uh, William Golson couldn't get to play. Uh, didn't get to quarterbacks. We we struggled a lot with that. Um, I'd say that's probably one of the biggest. Um, reasons that the Bucks went five eleven. You have to get pressure on the quarterback. If you're gonna give pressure, if you're gonna give quarterback any quarterback, you give a lot of time to is gonna do damage. Whether it's right away or gradually, if you cannot get pressure on the quarterback, he will punish you. Doesn't matter what quarterback, if it's a rookie, or if it's a uh, a veteran like Tom Brady. I mean, there obviously was other reasons that the Buccaneers went five and eleven. Uh, Jameis Winston just, um, a little risky. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, very risky. And a big one, I mean, our kicker. We would have beat the Patriots. We would have beat the, the, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl contending uh, Patriots. If it wasn't for Nick Folk missing three field goals. Um... So, there was a lot of speculation after the season that even Coach Cutter was going to get cut and he was going to get fired. It didn't happen. I honestly thought it was going to happen. I honestly thought that was a good thing because we just were just not working out. But um, a big thing that I um, that I realized and that I saw people saying, you know, this is a good thing because this is the first time um, I mean, in a while since Raheem Morris back in 2010, 2011, that we've kept a player, uh, t- kept a coach for more than two years. Because before this, we had Lovey Smith. Before Lovey Smith, we had um, uh, Greg Schiano. Fired those guys for two years after two years. So there's some structure, but if he does not do well this year, I think he's gone. Sad that I think Jameis Winston is going to be gone too. If if we can't if it can't be put together, our whole team, the amount of offensive weapons that we have, the amount of good defensive players that we have. If if things don't go together this season, and we don't contend for the playoffs, I think it. I think Coach Cutter's done. I think Jameis Winston is done. Yeah. So with this defensive lineman coach Joe Hay- uh, Jay Hayes, um, going. Um, I'd like to look at some options that we can um, look at for defense alignment um, in the draft. Even some non-defense alignment. But I know that this year, this draft is probably going to be big, heavy on defensive uh, players for the Bucks. Because that's really what we need. If you see our offense, our offense is stacked. Um, maybe just a running back. We'd love to have Shaquan, Shaquan Barkley. I love him, but he's not going to go past Six, six uh, teams before he gets to us, unless we trade up. Um. So some defensive players. Uh, I was looking into um some NFL Network um. 
NFL Network uh, mock drafts. Um, there are four mock drafts that I was looking at. Um, two of them are the same. Two of them have the Bucks picking the same uh, people. Um, so uh, the four mock drafts is um, from Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Lance Zerlin, and Chad Reuter, um, for an al- uh, uh, um, analyzers for the NFL Network. So, um, the first two, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, both have Marcus Davenport, um, being picked defensive uh, defensive end from um, UTSA, UTSA, um, University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, the guy that you know, I actually didn't know much about because he's a guy that's out of that top um the top five um conferences he is from uts uh, utca uh roadrunners sorry not utca utsa but when i looked at this guy he looked really good 66 255 pounds defensive end um i'd like to read the overview that um, NFL Network um, put out for him. Uh, hometown performer Davenport was a three-sport athlete at San Antonio Stevens High School. Football, basketball, sprinter for track and field. The tall and long-limbed edge um, defender got stronger throughout his career at UTSA. He played in the first 11 games of his true freshman um, season with the Roadrunners, missed a final due to injury, collecting 14 tackles, three of which were sacks. Davenport was voted an honorable mention of all-conference performer in 2015, starting 11 games, posting 49 tackles, 7.5 for loss, 4 sacks, 3 pass breakups, and 2 forced fumbles on the year. Listed as a defensive end, uh, Davenport made plays as a stand-up rusher in his junior season, starting 12 of 13 games, uh, uh, played... uh, starting 12 of 12 or 13 games played making 68 tackles 10 for loss and a team best 6.5 sacks and eight quarterback hurries his 11 tackles 1.5 for loss and a sack against texas a&m in 2016 put him on the national radar um just reading that uh, really shows who he is a three um sport guy in high school football basketball and sprinter a sprinter of 6'6", 255 pounds, a defensive end. Um, I think that's really important for the Bucks to look into. A guy that's fast. We have Noah Spence. Noah Spence did get hurt this year, um, dislocated his shoulder. But if we can get another guy on the end, a guy, a lengthy 6'6", guy, 255 pounds, a guy that is known for his quickness and got better and he's getting better, obviously he will need some mentor, but... What more of a mentor that you can have than um, than uh, Jerome McCoy? Even though they're not in the same position, just just um, just being next to a guy like Jerome McCoy, a veteran, I think is gonna change and gonna help him for the for the better. So if the Bucks can pick him up, I'd love it. Um, Marcus Davenport. Um, yeah. All right, so the other two, um, the, I mean, the other, the other, um, mock draft from Lan- uh, Lance Zerlin, uh, says the Bucks will draft Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, 
defensive back from Alabama. A guy that's gotten a lot of national attention because he's been um, the past two national championships. Um, a defensive back. A very good defensive back. I actually really want the Bucks to pick uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. The only um, bad thing is that there are so many teams, five, six other teams that, you know, also would need him. I mean, the Browns could need him. The Colts um, could pick him up. The Jets could pick him up. Um, he's a guy that is wanted by other teams. That is needed. That that the that position is needed not only by the Bucks but by other teams in front of them. So I that's kind of my pick um, for the draft for the Bucks. I'd love to see him get drafted. I just don't know if he's going to be available once the Bucks are up um, for the seventh pick. So the overview that um, NFL Network has for. Um, I mean, NFL.com has for Mika Fitzpatrick is um, most type players, no matter how highly sought after uh, after coming out of high school, have to watch from the sidelines for their first uh, for their first year or two. Fitzpatrick got on the field right away in 2015, starting 10 games, 10 times at the star position in 14 appearances and earned and earning freshman All-American and freshman All-SEC notice. 45 tackles, three for loss, 11 pass uh, pass breakups. He used his sticky hands and speed to return both of his interceptions against Texas A&M that year for touchdowns that helped Alabama win a national title with two breakups against Clemson in the na- in the championship game. P- Fitzpatrick played star uh, early in 2016 and then moved to um, safety when senior Eddie Jackson was injured. The result, he led the team with six interceptions and 186 um, interception return yards, returning two more pick six pick sixes to set the record the school record with four he was named the first team all-american by multiple outlets for his efforts 66 tackles five um tackles for loss seven pass breakups uh fitzpatrick uh, new jersey family home was damaged by hurricane irene in 2011 so he's 6'1 211 uh, 201 pounds uh, a guy that really reminds me if the bucks pick him up of ronde barber a guy that was changed um, although they're not the same position, a guy, both guys that know how to intercept the ball and know how to return it. I mean, he was changed to safety because of um, Eddie Jackson being hurt. Six interceptions in that year. He's done 16. 186 interception return yards. A guy like Rondé Barber that knew how to return the ball, knew how to get touchdowns after intercepting it. Uh, lastly, Chad Reuter um, picks um, Quinton Nelson, um, guard from um, Nelson, Quinton uh, Nelson, for, uh, guard from Notre Dame, uh, to be picked up by the Bucks um, seven pick. Um, the overview, oh, he's sorry, he's six five, three hundred twenty nine pounds, a big bo- uh, a big boy. <laughs> um, so his overview on NFL.com is defensive lineman uh, facing Nelson and Mike um, McGlitchy on the left side of the Irish's line usually had a long day ahead of them. Um, Nelson is a tough New Jersey kid who earned second team USA today All-American honors as a high school senior and was ranked in the top 50 overall recruits nationally as a guard. 
uh, Notre Dame did not d- didn't need him to suit up as a freshman, however, so he redshirted. Uh, so he redshirted. Nelson got his chance at 15, starting 11 of 12 games, playing at left guard, missing parts of two games with an ankle injury. Next to down 16 first round pick Ronnie Stanley, he and McGlitchy. Then um, manned the left side in all 12 games of the Irish's disappointing 2016 season. Though scouts weren't disappointed with Nelson's ability to move the line of scrimmage low and strong, as well as force defenders to the ground with regularity. Um, to be honest, I don't know if I agree too much with this pick. Although, offensive line is a big need for the Bucks because we have so much pressure on Jameis Winston. But I just think that the 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 needs for the defense is so much more. I I think. You know, you say, "Oh, you can get these diamonds in rough." Really, any pick, any 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 position, you can get a diamond in the rough. You have to be you. You just you have to be good at scouting. You have to get guys that teams are overlooking. I believe he he's a great player. I just don't believe that we need him so much. That position so much. We do need an offensive lineman, but I don't think we need to get him pick seven. I don't. I think defensive defensive player we do need. So I'd like to see, um, as I read, Marcus Davenport, or for my for for my liking, Mika Fitzpatrick. Um. So I think that's gonna wrap it up for today, guys. I really um thank you guys for listening to um uh, my uh, Sports Geek podcast. Really um again I I'm sorry that I haven't uploaded for months but i'd like to start up the, start this up again um if you guys want me to talk about anything if you guys have any comments um wherever i post my podcast on uh itunes i mean no sorry not itunes the I, ipod the podcasting app um through apple and i'm also getting um verified to get on for um android's play store uh p- podcast because the castbox app um, was um, acting up, so I wasn't able to, like, I'm going to stop doing, getting out of that, but um, Android users can get um, this on a podcast app on the, or through Play Store on um, Android once I get reviewed, which I just, I just submitted to get published today, so it should be reviewed either today or tomorrow. Uh, so I really um, thank you guys for listening. Um, So, signing out for the Carvalho. See you guys.